0: Hello, everybody. Welcome. Come on in. Hallelujah. Welcome to Thursday's Evening Message. My name is Cynthia Green, and I am so excited um, to have you guys join me um, on tonight. Um, Tonight, listen, the only thing I can tell you is that I believe that the series that we are going to be starting tonight is going to be the most important series uh, that I've taught ever, amen. Um, I'm so excited about what God has given me. Um, I, the Lord has been giving me these little breadcrumbs c- regarding this series over the past several years. So I've just kind of been jotting things down as he gives as, as he gave them to me. And so um, now it's time for um, his instructions to, you know uh, teach on this series. So first of all, before we get started, I just want to say that again, how happy and excited that I, I am that you guys are here with me tonight. I pray that all is well with you and with your household. I pray that you are continuing to make Jesus Christ the rule of your household, the rule of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. We declare it to be so. I also want to pray and ask God to speak through me, think through me so that I can articulate what it is that he wants to get across to you all on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. So. Um I've entitled this series um as Tying it all together. Um in this series, just to give you a briefness in this series, we're going to cover so many things, but what I wanted uh, my purpose or what we want to accomplish through this series is to answer a lot of questions that both Christians and non-Christians ask regarding about God. Where did God come from Uh, regarding Lucifer, Satan? Uh, What's up with that? Uh, How does Jesus and the Holy Spirit tie into all of that? What about the Old Testament and the New Testament? Uh, We want to tie them together as God purposed, amen? Um, like I said, I, I'm excited about what this series is going to bring to you. And, um, Hey, let's go ahead and dive right in. So we're going to start the series off with, um, let's see, well, let me just say this. Oh, I forgot to say that what we want to discover in this series is the who, the what, the why, where, when, and how. We're going to talk about all of that in relation to God, us, the earth, heaven, Satan, Lucifer, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, it is important that I explain to you that my source for all of this information is coming directly from the Word of God, okay? Uh, Coupled with my reliance on the Holy Spirit um, and the wisdom that comes from God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, We're going to start with the why on tonight. What was God thinking when he created heaven and earth? Why did he even create it? What was his purpose? Why create man? what is all of this about? What was God wanting when He created the universe? Have you ever asked that question? My pastor has always taught us that when you understand the purpose of a thing, you're less likely to misuse it or to abuse it. Amen? So that's why we're going to start off this series with What is all of this about? What was God hoping to accomplish? What was his purpose and his plan? So let's start off with Proverbs, uh, the 16th chapter. We're going to read verse four, and we're going to read this passage from uh, the Passion Translation. And it says, "The, The Lord works everything together to accomplish his purpose. Even the wicked are included in his plans. He sets them aside for the day of disaster or judgment. So it's important to understand that everything that's going on in this creation, under the sun and in the heavens, it's all working together for the good, toward the good for what God's purpose, for what he wanted from the very beginning and he says that even in his plan the wicked those he knew uh, would not ever accept him they're even included in the plan but they've been set aside meaning he just he hasn't killed them off because they he has even a purpose for them set aside for disaster or judgment Amen. So let's let's get started, everybody. So what is God's purpose? Tonight, we're going to look at four crucial passages in particular in the New Testament that speaks to God's purpose, especially his eternal purpose, his will. The first passage is in Ephesians third chapter in the 11th verse. And um, I want you to spe- to focus on a p- pay close attention to the phrase eternal purpose. Okay, Paul is speaking in this passage in Ephesians, he's speaking to the Gentiles, or another name for them is non-Jews, non-Jewish people. He tells them in verses one through eight of the third chapter of Ephesians about, about a divine mystery that has now just been revealed to the Gentiles. He explains that this wonderful mystery, which was given to him by divine revelation, the secret mystery of Jesus or the Messiah. So he's talking to these Gentiles, uh, people who are not Jew, Jewish people. And he's he's getting ready to introduce them to the message of Jesus Christ. And he says it has the scripture talks about it being a divine mystery so Paul is revealing the secret to these Gentiles for the first time in Ephesians so here's the secret the gospel of grace which we've talked about uh, in this community um, Romans 5 2 describes the grace as a state of undeserved privilege okay so the gospel of grace has been made available to all believers, whether you're a Jew or you're European or black or white. He's made grace available to every human being on earth, co-heirs, of a promise of unity with God. So in, just in case you're here and you don't know what the big deal is about grace, undeserved privilege, a state of undeserved privilege. Romans 5.2 actually defines it this way. He says, because of our faith, because of, and, and, and I'm going to, uh, faith is a reliance or dependence on God with the help of the Holy Spirit and through Christ, amen? So because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And so we can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So he's introducing um, uh, the, the, the grace to all people. So what Paul is telling them is, listen, everyone now gets the same offer. They get the same help. Uh, They get the same opportunity. Um, The same promises that God had originally uh, first gave to the Jews is now available to everyone. The message is accessible and it's welcoming to everyone across the board. Now, Listen. In this series, I don't don't worry. We're going to get into more details about what was, you know, what was this, the family of God being the 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 Hebrews, uh, the Jews. Why did all that happen? That's coming down the line. Okay, so don't worry about that. We're going to cover all of it. Going to do our best to answer many of the questions uh, as the Lord has revealed them. Amen. Hallelujah. So back to what is God's purpose. Verse 9 through 11 of Ephesians third chapter. And again, this is from the TPT version. This is what it says. My passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. And this is Paul speaking to the Gentiles. He says it was hidden for ages past until now. And it was kept a secret in the heart of God. The creator of all. So what he's saying that this God purposely kept what Paul is revealing to the Gentiles. He purposely kept it a secret up until that given moment. The verse 10 says the purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm. God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. Now keep in mind the word church in the, in, in, in the Bible, in the New Testament is talking about believers of Christ. those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives and have uh, uh, have accepted and received His grace, We're the church. Amen. So God's purpose and plan from the very beginning, was and still is, is to have a people for himself. A glorified people who will praise him and give him glory throughout all eternity. So his number one primary purpose is God wants to have a family, a family of his own that choose him, that choose to live with him eternally. It's that simple. The plan for his purpose was to be fulfilled. So how was he going to bring about these people? Well, the plan for his purpose was to be fulfilled or completed through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So his plan was to have a family of his own, to bring a people together for him that chose him. That um, accepted his love and grace. And he was going to bring these people together. How was he going to put them together? Through Jesus Christ. The goal was to have a family of believers. Who God would then transfer his righteousness. Transfer his way of doing things to his people through Jesus so that he and them could spend eternity together. So let me say that again. God's purpose was to bring together a people of his own where he could then transfer his righteousness, transfer his way of doing things to them. How? through Jesus Christ, hallelujah, so that they can then spend eternity together. Now, I promise, too, that this is really going to come together as we go through this series, because we're going to talk about, you know, what was going on before God created uh, heaven and earth. And, And so, remember, the title of this is Tying It All Together. So stay with me, Okay. Now, here's the question. Why did God keep it a secret for so long? Think about it. If the world or the enemy, Satan himself, knew that the death of Jesus Christ is what was needed to complete the purpose of God to have his own chosen eternal family, guess what? Satan would have made sure that Jesus would not have been killed. Yeah, if he knew the secret. Satan always knew that Jesus was the key to fulfill God's plan, to, to bring God's people unto himself, but he didn't know how. And therefore Satan's plan, okay? Satan's plan was to kill Jesus, thinking that by killing Jesus, He could destroy God's purpose and plan. Wow. Satan still thinking, still believing that he was wiser than his creator. The bad news for Satan, though, is that him, nor humans without God, you can't outsmart. You can't outdo your creator. Amen? The bad news for Satan is his very plan of killing Jesus would be what was needed in order to launch and complete God's purpose. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, wise God. It would be exactly what was needed to launch God's grace. He didn't know that killing Jesus was was exactly what God wanted. In order to launch the offer of salvation to mankind. Launch the offer of unity with God, which is the promise. Hallelujah. Verse 11 of that same chapter uh, uh, in Ephesians, the third chapter here, listen to what it says. It says, this perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled filled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now we have boldness through him and free access as kings, meaning we have a kingship before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. So what is that saying there? It's saying that this perfectly this well put together plan by our Creator, by our Lord Savior, by, by, by God Himself, He created this plan even before the beginning of time, before heaven and earth. He had He th- th- these are things that was going on in His mind. He was thinking them, and we know with God th- to think it and to say it creates it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we now, through the death, birth, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, this plan of God was completed. That's what Jesus meant on the cross when he says, it is finished. It's completed. Meaning, God, your your plan to offer salvation to all mankind. Your plan to bring together your people has been completed hallelujah and so those of us who accept that grace meaning we have a confidence uh, in what jesus did on that cross we have a confidence in the faith of jesus christ and that confidence gives us full access to god himself we are his people he is our god Hallelujah. All right. So the second passage we're going to look at tonight is Ephesians, the first chapter, and we're going to look at verses four through 14, and we're going to be reading this from the NLT version. And here's what it says. It says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Isn't that what I I just said? He decided in advance. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure, the scripture says. Verse six. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us Who belonged to his dear son. Give me one second here. Verse seven, it says he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and he forgave our sins. Verse 8, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. This is verse 10. It says, and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and earth will be brought together. Verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, therefore we have received an inheritance from God. Verse 11, or we have become God's inheritance, for he chose us in in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. So before the beginning of time, God had decided that he wanted a people for himself, a people that was blemish free, a people that um, would praise him and love him throughout all eternity. So he chose this people. He, He made a plan for how all of this would come together. From even before the beginning of time. And what we'll start looking at through this series. Is. Taking the pieces. Of the puzzle. And. Putting it all together. Amen. But it's important to understand. What God wanted. And you know when I. When the Lord revealed this to me, I, I, it, 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 it kept going through my mind. God simply wanted a family. And he, he allowed everything to happen to ultimately fulfill that purpose. Amen. And, you know. When you think about your own family, and, and it's as finite as we are as human beings, you know that your love goes deep for your children. Amen. For those of you who are parents, that love goes deep. It, it's, 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 it's almost indescribable. You have to almost experience it. And so, the closest that we can get in our finite minds, of how much God loves us is to experience and know the type of love that we have for our own children, for our grandchildren, amen? For our family, hallelujah. Verse 12 uh, in that chapter, let's look at this. It says, God's purpose was that we Jews, and this is Paul talking, he says, God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ, and that's because the gospel was given to the Jews first, was introduced to the Jews first. He says, God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in God would be would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you also. And when you believed in Christ, He identifies you as his own. Verse 13. Or he puts his seal on you by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance that he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. And he did this so that we would praise and glorify him throughout eternity. So the promise of the Holy Spirit seals us into the family. Um, Our belief in the faith of the Son of God and what he did on the cross is what initiates us into the family of God. Amen. And then that initiation results in the Holy Spirit coming to live on the inside of us. That's our seal. To guarantee that we will receive the promise. What is the promise? To live eternally with God, our creator. And there's so many benefits that come with that, uh, with that promise, not only uh, throughout eternity, but even while we're here on earth. And we'll get into that at some point through the series as well. Amen. All right, so let's look at the third passage that's talking about the purpose of God. We're going to look at Romans, the eighth chapter. We're going to look at verses 28 through 30. Paul says that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We're going to say it again, God's purpose to remind you. That his purpose and his plan from the very beginning before time was and is to have a people for himself. I want you to get that. He wants, God is love and he wanted a family of his own. A family of believers who he transferred his righteousness to so that he and them could spend eternity together. So let's look at Romans 8.28. Through 30. We're going to read it from the TPT version. And this is what it says. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. Meaning when we're part of his family, it's all working toward our good. Whatever we go through, the challenges that we go through here on this earth, uh, in this temporary place, in these temporary bodies, they're woven together for our good amen because remember we're sealed we are a part of his family uh, the uh, uh, his 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 purpose has been completed you know uh but we're still here on earth and so uh we're when you're still here on earth you're going to go through some challenges we've talked about that a lot in this community amen Um, There's a lot of things that come out of suffering and and going through challenges. We've talked about that as well. So I'm not going to get into that, but just know that it's all working. It's all woven together for your good and for the plan that God had from the beginning of time. So uh, God works all things together so that it's harmonious for those who believe. Let's go ahead and finish that verse. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his people, lovers of God, who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew us, he knew all about us before we were even born, and he destined us, or he sealed us. That's another word, translation from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. So I'm going to pause there for just a moment. When he says. Um, for we are his people who he, who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Now we know that Jesus through his death, burial and resurrection is the one who completed. Um, uh, who launched God's purpose. Amen. So once we are now in the family of God, the reason we're still here is because part of our purpose now is to share the message of Jesus Christ, share God's purpose, share God's grace so that more people will be able to uh, receive the invitation so that they will know. And then, of course, it's up to them whether they accept the gift of grace or whether they say, no, I don't want it. Amen or whether they reject it. So that's, that's the part that we play in fulfilling God's purpose. Amen. So he says, for he knew all about us before we were born and he destined us or he sealed us with the Holy Spirit from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. So what he's saying here is that, you know, Jesus Christ is the elder brother. He's the oldest of the family. He was the first one uh, from the very beginning. Um, And it was through the elder brother that um, all of the younger brothers and sisters would follow. Amen. Verse 30, it says, having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone that he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with the son. So when he talks about um, he determined our destiny, meaning he remember this plan has has, has been uh, uh, was put in, in, into existence before the beginning of time. okay So the destiny of god's people, the destiny of what God's purpose was, uh, was already determined from the very beginning. And so he's saying those of us who accept grace we will be then co-glorified with our big brother, Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, we're going to look at verses, those same verses. I want to read it from the MSG version because I, I, when I read this, I thought, okay, this even makes it more clear. So I'm going to read, you know, and again, just to, uh, we're, we're reading Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 28 through 30. And I'm going to read verses 29 through 30 from the MSG version. Here's what it says god knew what he was doing from the very beginning he decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son the son stands first in the line of humanity that he restored we see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him after god made that decision of what his children should be like He followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Wow. Think on that. God had a plan from the beginning of time. Hallelujah. Now, some of you may ask predestined, uh, because I know I, I ask this question. When you say predestined, Lord, are you saying that those of us that are saved were predestined ahead of time, before we were even born? And if that's the case, how fair is that to the ones who weren't predestined? Amen. Well, listen. God is a God of love for all humanity. His wish and his plan was that all mankind be saved. From the very beginning, his, his desire is that no one will be lost. Amen. And that's why. Every one person that was born, their name was written in the book of life. Every single person, when 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 coming into this world, our names are written in the book of life. So, no, the answer to what that saying is predestined, meaning God knew each individual. Now, God is all knowing. He can't help himself with that. But everybody's name is put into the book of life. He knows the ones ahead of time, obviously, and we're going to dive into that a little more next week. But he knows those that are going to accept his offer, and he knows those who are going to reject them. Amen? He he knows. He's he's all-knowing God. But the offer, the plan still is that the offer goes out. To everyone. So everyone's name is written into the book of life at birth. So let's talk about that. Somehow, along the way of each individual's life, though, by the choices that you make, whether you accept God or that or or, or you reject God's plan of salvation. If you reject Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord. Scripture says, your name is blotted out of the book of life. Yeah, let's look at Revelation's third chapter and the fifth verse. And I'm reading this from the NLT version. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. All those who have accepted the plan of salvation. He says, I will never erase their names from the book of life. But I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. So all those who have accepted Jesus Christ and God's grace and plan of salvation, he says they're going to be clothed in white. And I'm never going to uh, erase their names from the book of life. Okay. So it shows you here that the name had to be there. If it had the opportunity, if there was a chance it could be erased. Now, let's look at verse five uh, from the TPT version. It says, and the one who experiences victory will be dressed in white robes. And I will never, no, never erase your name from the book of life. I will acknowledge your name before my father and his angels. So that shows everyone's name is in the book of life at birth. But based on whether you accept God's plan or whether you reject God's plan and purpose through Jesus, that determines whether your name remains in the book of life or whether it will be erased from the book of life. Amen. All right. So we're going to look at the the final passage of scripture for tonight. Again, talking about what did God want? What was his purpose? And this last passage is in 2 Timothy, first chapter, the ninth verse. And Paul says that God has saved us here according to his own purpose, God's own purpose. Okay, NLT version, here's what it says. For God saved us and he called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it. mm But because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace. Remember, undeserved privilege through Christ Jesus. Now, listen, guys, this isn't I didn't write the Bible. This is not these are not my word. This is God's word. Verse 10, it says, and now he has made all of this plain to us. By the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way of life and immortality through the good news. Now, later in the series, we're going to uh, show where this power of death originated from. Amen. I'm going to read these verses from the TPT version. And this is how it reads. It says, he gave us resurrection life. And he drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of anything good that we've done, but it's by his divine pleasure and his marvelous grace that confirmed our union with the anointed anointed Jesus even before time began. A plan, God's plan and purpose Before creation. This truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus. This is verse 10. Our life giver. Who has dismantled death. Obliterating all its effects on our lives. And has manifested his immortal life in us. Through the gospel. Dismantled death. Cause that's what that's what we deserved, amen. And we've covered in this community before about the whole, you know, Adam and Eve and the fall from from the garden, created, you know, a cursed and a a sinful uh, nature of mankind. Well, Jesus came, hallelujah, so that he he dismantled that death sentence that we were destined to have as sinners. Amen. So I'm going to read uh, through the message version. I really want to get all of this uh, in your spirit. So verses eight through 10, again, we're in first Timothy. This is from the message version. And this is what it says. It says, so don't be embarrassed to speak up for our master or for me, his prisoner. Take your share of suffering for the message along with the rest of us. We can only keep on going, after all, by the power of God, who first saved us, and then he called us to this holy work. What is the holy work? Sharing the message of Jesus Christ. We had nothing to do with any of this. It was all God's idea. A gift prepared for us in Jesus long before we knew anything about it. But guess what? We know it now. Since the appearance of our Savior, nothing could be plainer. Death defeated, life vindicated in a steady blaze of light, all through the work of Jesus. Whew, hallelujah. So let's go ahead and wrap this up for tonight. God's eternal purpose, by definition, is something eternal. It was conceived by God in Christ in eternity's past with the intent to work out something that will remain in eternity's future. you get that? It was conceived by God in Christ in eternity's past, meaning before the time, But, and the intent is that it all would come out and work out and be fulfilled and remain in eternity's future, a chosen people, his family. So God's purpose is the eternal plan of God made in eternity past with a particular intent. It was made in eternity's past, And it will be carried out in time, but the results will stand forever in eternity's future. God's eternal purpose is closely related to God's will. God's will, simply stated, is what God wants, what he intends, what he desires. And God's purpose is God's plan according to what he desires so God wants something when he created the heavens and the earth and all that in, that's uh included in that it was because he wanted something and in order to attain what he wanted he made a plan way before time way before creation and this plan of God that is according to his will is what the Bible calls the eternal purpose of God. And God acts according to his plan. So everything that God does, everything that's happening in real time, it's all working together, together for the good to fulfill the original purpose. The purpose that God wanted from the beginning of time to have a people, to bring a people unto himself, his own family. He made a detailed, determined plan in eternity past that's going to stand in eternity's future. Hallelujah. So tonight we know that God's eternal purpose was and still is is to have a family of believers his people to spend eternity with. Now Jesus Christ is at the center of the plan. He's the unifier. Hallelujah. He's the oldest brother of the family of God, the oldest sibling. He is the example of what God's people will be like, character-wise. Christ's spirit lives on the inside of every believer, transforming and transferring God's righteousness to us. People, this is adoption at its best. You know, in, in... in earthly and the physical realm when a child is adopted um, that p- the the adoptive parents um, love on that child and and hopefully and prayerfully you know even you know many times we don't they don't you don't always know what that child especially if it's an older child what that child has gone through, you know what what they are the products of, right? And so the prayer, you know, for the adoptive parents is to love on these on the children and hopefully be able to um, not necessarily erase what the ch- child has g- gone through or experienced, but to be able to give another option and show them love, and hopefully that will turn the child around and from going into a direction that they would have gone into had they not been adopted by a loving family, amen? But in the spiritual realm with God, he literally, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, transfers his righteousness, transfers the righteousness of Jesus Christ Into his children. We're transformed to look like our big brother, Jesus. Hallelujah. Through the power of God, our father. Adoption at its best. All to form a God-fearing family of God. So that we can praise, worship, and glorify him throughout eternity. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you want to spend eternity with us, that you want to make us a part of your intimate family. Thank you for that, God. You're you're a God of, of love, a God, our creator, and to think that you Want to join and be unified with us, mankind. It, it blows my mind, but we're grateful and we're thankful, and it makes understanding everything uh, that's going on here on Earth it, it even makes more sense. The the road to Christianity it makes more it makes more sense because we understand what you're wanting to accomplish. Hallelujah. So we ask Father God that your word that was taught here tonight will go out, that it will not return void, that it will plant in the hearts of believers. It will plant in the hearts of non-believers urging them and inspiring them to want to become a believer so that they can be a part of this glorified family and receive the promise and the inheritance of you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you again. Amen. Hallelujah. I, listen, this is blowing my mind and I'm and, and I'm sure it is for many of you as well. But if you happen to be listening tonight or you're listening, and I pray that those that have ears hear what God is saying to you. If you are not born again, but you would like to be a part of the family of God, we're doing this. Remember, Jesus is is the unifier here. He's the one that takes a, a... A human, a man or woman who should receive death, eternal death and not be able to live eternally with the eternal uh, God. But Jesus in the middle is the unifier. So you have to go through him to get to this to be a part of this family of God. So you have to believe and accept Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross as your Lord and Savior. He's your big brother, in order to become your big brother so that God can transfer his righteousness to you and you be a part of this eternal family. Repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. I accept your grace and love through Jesus. And by the faith of Jesus Christ, I now know that I am saved to video. and a part of your family. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. If you repeated that after, repeated those words after me. You are born again. You are saved. You um, have received grace. The Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside of you. So the process begins with God transferring his righteousness through the Holy Spirit into you, transforming you into the likeness of Jesus Christ on the inside. Hallelujah. So welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To spend all eternity with God and then to reap many of the benefits of that promise, even while you're still here on earth. So if you said that prayer with me, I want you to send me an email letting me know that you received salvation. And you're going to send that to the good news from Cynthia at gmail.com. And what I'm going to do is send you some material to help you get started in your Christian journey. Also, you want to get into a good Bible teaching church that is so important. So if you don't know, one, pray and ask God to, you know, let you know, to open up the door to show you uh, where he wants to plant you in regards to, 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 a, to a local church. Amen. Um, you know, I'm a member of World Changers, so you are so welcome, you know, in the meantime to, um, you know, worship with us on Sunday mornings. Um, they're on online, on social media, in, in, in um, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, at the website, you're welcome to choose that, and please continue to come back with us here on Thursday evenings. Message next week. I'm so excited. We're going to dive into this now a little bit more. Now that you know uh, what God wanted, you know what why He even decided to create all of this. We're going to dive into a little deeper into who God is, and you know where Lucifer come. Where did Satan even? come into all of this and uh, who god really is uh, yeah S- stick with us on this series i don't you won't be disappointed and uh, um you'll you'll be enlightened to understand our god even better amen hallelujah guys listen Whew. i'm i'm just so full i don't know what to do i'm serious i, I and i pray that the same is happening to you as well but um, thank you again for joining us tonight. I pray that you guys are be blessed, that you um, have a great weekend. Um, listen, I love you. That's why I do what I do. I love you, and I want to um, encourage those who are part of the family of God already as well as uh, encourage you to share the message so others have the opportunity to, to join our, our godly family. And then also to uh, urge those that are not believers to join the family of God, amen, hallelujah. So listen, good night, everybody. Again, have a good evening. Have a good weekend. Love you so much. Good night.